want the money. I want the title. And I can get it because I'm already doing the work. You've thought it. Now it's time to actually believe it. You're listening to Her Next Career Move, the safe space where you'll learn how to stop your mind from career blocking you so you can claim the wealth and work you deserve. I'm Dr. Jasmine Escalera, a career-minded Latina turned Forbes featured coach, and I'm ready to have some candid conversations about how you can build the confidence to step into the career you know you deserve. All right, now let's get going. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Her Next Career Move. And I'm excited about this one because the job search has really changed, has changed a lot since I started applying to jobs for the first time in my career. I'm not trying to date myself here. I'm not going to tell you anything about that. But it's not the same as just submitting a resume and getting a call and doing an interview and landing an offer. Things have really changed, and now there's a bunch of systems involved and AI and all of these things that you can both capitalize on but also need to know how to use and how to crack the new job search code. Yes, there is a job search code out there, and I want to give you all of the tips and resources on how to crack it. But I couldn't do this by myself. No, I need an expert here. I need an expert. So I asked Carla Santa Maria to come and join me as a fellow career coach to have this conversation and for her to give all of her feedback and advice on how to crack the job search code so that you can land your next opportunity faster. So Carla, come on down. Hi, Jasmine. Thank you so much for having me. I am so, so pumped to be here today. I'm pumped to have you here because I'm noticing that the job search is taking a long time now and people are trying to rely on old ways to make a job search happen, like just submitting their resume. Have you been seeing this? Yes. And I am shocked. I mean, (laughs) that is not how you get a job in 2023. Absolutely not. There's so many things you need to know about y'all. So Carla's going to drop all the gems. But before we go into cracking the code on the job search, I have to ask you, Carla, like we need the deets on your business. And I love to know the behind the scenes story for why everybody starts their business, because it's always a juicy one. So would you mind telling us a little bit about your business, what you do and giving us a little behind the scenes on why you started it? Yes. Thank you so much for asking me that. I am actually like, it's kind of hard to recognize that I have been doing this for two full years, you know, and I know that because my domain name just renewed. I was like, oh, look at that. It's been two years. So yes, I will tell you. So a little bit about me, my background is in higher ed. So, and prior to higher ed, I was always in an education adjacent role. So throughout my entire career, and even before, even while I was still in college, I was always doing things like mentoring and tutoring and advising. So in my higher ed career, I would always have have students or even, you know, like my direct reports or even alumni who would come back and set up one-on-ones with me. And we would talk about their careers. We would talk about their strengths. We would talk about their, you know, like if they wanted to go to grad school, all of these major life transitions. And so I always had this joke, like, oh, haha, I should be a career consultant because, you know, I, I, I wasn't too familiar with the world of coaching at that time. So you know, like I, I had this joke, like, ha ha ha, I should be a career coach. Ha ha ha, I should be a career consultant. And then one day, and this was in the start of 2021, I remember I kept on having the conversation with two of my, one of them was my direct report. And then somebody else was on my team. They didn't report lead direct to me, but they had a dotted line to me. And I kept on having the exact same conversation. It's like, I would meet with one of them one week and then the other one the next week. And I just found myself asking them the exact same questions, helping them come to their own conclusions, helping them own realize their strength. And then I realized, huh, I should be a career coach, you know? So it was sort of this, 
it was born out of a place of realizing that I have been doing this for a very long time. And when I transitioned out of higher ed, I had the freedom to branch out on my own. So even though I I transitioned into a different full-time job, I knew that I still wanted that one-on-one connection. And I knew that for such a long time, my friends, my family, friends of friends, my landlord's kid would come to me for career advice. So I finally leaned into my own strength and decided to start my business. I love that story. That's awesome. And it's, you know, no one ever told me to be a career coach. (laughs) But the reason why I started my business, or at least even looked into coaching, right? One of the reasons I started looking into it was because a friend of mine was like, you always give some great advice. You should coach. And I actually didn't even know what coaching was. Um, And then I looked it up and I was like, you know what? I should do this. (laughs) So I love your story. Yeah, I love that. And I didn't, you know, I was so hesitant to lean into that word career coach, you know, because I've heard, I mean, you know, I'm sure you're you're in the industry as well, that because coaching is such a new industry, people think about it like maybe how they thought about snake oil salesmen, or sometimes there can be some some predatory or have or some negative experiences. And I had all of those beliefs, but then I finally realized it's like, you know what? I'm not all of a sudden going to turn into this greedy, salesy, fake person who is selling some miracle cure. No, I am just going to keep doing what I am doing and doing it with my name rather than doing it with the name of my nine to five. I love that. Yeah. Do it with integrity and do it for yourself. Absolutely. Wonderful. So do you have any client wins or a client win that is like really near and dear to your heart that you could tell us about? Yes, I would love to. And I actually have two. So I think back to my very first client, just a few months after I had founded my coaching business and, you know, brand new baby face. I obviously knew how to coach, but I didn't necessarily know how to run a coaching business. And she actually was in a really, really toxic work environment and it was in a really racist work environment. And after our coaching together, she quit her job. She quit her job. She didn't have another job lined up. And as a new career coach, I was, I was like freaking out to be completely honest. I was like, oh no, did I fail her as a career coach? Because she quit her job without a job lined up. And so I I asked her about it and she was like, no, Carla, no, no. Thank you so much because it was through your coaching that I had the courage to value myself more than a racist job. It was through your coaching that I had the realization that what I needed was to take a break for my health and to travel and to experience new things and to stop thinking about my next career just for a little bit of time so that I could come back stronger. And she did. You know, it was such a transformative experience because and I'm, and I'm really glad that it happened early on because it helped me see that success, like the only definition of career success is a definition that that matters. And so her deciding to go on this sabbatical, on this professional sabbatical after coaching was extremely powerful. I think of her and I think of her career win and it was so moving. And then I think of another client who came to me, you know, like also super stressed and and we worked together on her resume. She was feeling undervalued and underpaid. And guess what? She was able to leverage everything that we worked on together in in our one-on-one coaching and get a job that paid her $65,000 more than her previous position. $65,000 in salary increases. So, you know, I think of those two and how they kind of run the gamut. And and, and that's what the, the, the most exciting thing about coaching and transformation is, is that Success looks different for everyone. And the only definition that matters is your definition of success. I freaking love that because I always, always encourage people to define words or phrases that we commonly use, like career success and confidence and value. Define it for yourself. Create the definition that works for you and also allow yourself to change that. 
as you go through your career and as what you value or what you're looking for changes. So these are major freaking wins. Leaving a toxic workplace and deciding to give yourself time and space to do you is so therapeutic and healing. And 65K more, like, hello. (laughs) (laughs) How did she celebrate that? Do you remember? She moved back to the city that she loved. So that was a that was a huge celebration for her. Amazing. Wow. Yeah, I had a client of mine recently get a new job and a big pay raise and she went out and bought her first Louis Vuitton bag and I was like, "Damn, I don't even have a Louis." <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, you're making me realize that I need to celebrate more in my practice. Absolutely. That's why I always love to ask this question because it gives us as coaches the opportunity to celebrate ourselves and also to remember those client wins. Like I remember my biggest client win is one of my first clients because it was like one of my first wins and very similar to your first client. You know, she was in a toxic workplace. She was burning out. She didn't believe she can find a better environment. And we had to work so much on just the healing and the confidence building. But then when she jumped into her job search, she got a job within a week and started making a six-figure salary. So, you know, she made thousands of dollars more. And I love her because she came back to me about two years later and said, you know what? I'm ready to do what I really want to do. I want to quit my career and I want to start my business. And sure enough, she did. So we got to like connect to those wins and how we support people to really achieving, how you said, their definition of success. Yeah, that is so powerful. Thank you for sharing that with me. That's a really beautiful, beautiful story. Uh, Yours too. We have to give big ups to our amazing clients. So I am so ready to dive into this. And I know everyone is eager with the pen and the paper, ready to hear about this code that we're talking about with the job search. And you know, when I think about cracking anything, the number one thing that I always hear clients talking about, that I always hear them just like grinding their teeth about is the freaking ATS system. So I really want to start out with the cracking of this damn ATS system. Do you have any thoughts on, you know, the ATS system. What is it? How do you explain it? Why is it so important? Let's start there first. Yes. So an ATS is an applicant tracking system, and it is a software used by most medium to large corporations for recruiters to track candidates through the hiring process. So everything from the job posting to applying. You know how people always say, oh, I hate it when a a company makes me upload my resume and then enter everything manually? Well, what you're entering is your resume on their ATS. Okay, so 100% I hear you in, how do I get past the ATS? How do I get past the ATS? That is such a common concern. And I just want to remind folks that the ATS is not your enemy, okay? It is not your enemy. You can actually make it work for you. So the first thing that you have to know about the ATS, and actually this might be the first thing that you need to know about applying in in a medium to large company in 2023 is that job postings get hundreds of applicants. And that doesn't mean that there was a hundred qualified applicants. It can sometimes mean, you know, that folks are applying to just blindly applying and, and that inefficient method of applying is what created the need for an applicant tracking system. So I encourage everyone who is listening to kind of step back, just realize that this is the state of job searching in 2023. And that once you understand, you can gamify your job search and optimize your resume for the ATS and really crack the code on job searching. I love how you said the ATS is not your enemy because I think that's the feeling that I get from people is how do I figure this damn thing out? I'm going to be 100% honest with you. Maybe I shouldn't say this as a career coach, but I have actually not applied to jobs in the past because they made me 
put all of that stuff in this portal. And I was just like, absolutely not. Like, why? I just uploaded my resume. And I used to think the same thing, that this thing is annoying. I don't get it. I don't understand it. But what I hear you saying is it's not your enemy. And we should be very conscientious about actually using it and using it the right way. So when we think about the ATS system, what are some of the common mistakes that we make in kind of thinking about the ATS system and how can we use it better? How can we use it to our advantage? Okay. So first I'm going to start with a common mistake. And I hear that frustration. I 100%, I hate submitting the information that I just uploaded on my resume, but here's something that I want to invite folks to explore. If you are constantly submitting your resume and constantly having to re-enter everything by hand, could it be that there is something going on in the formatting of your resume that is making it be rejected by the ATS? Could it be that you're using maybe a weird column or including information, the headers or footers, or just doing something odd with your formatting that is making the ATS not really read your resume the way that it is designed to. So I I would say that that's one of the biggest mistakes is having a resume that is not formatted in order to be optimized for an ATS. And a resume format that is optimized by the ATS, it, it is easy to read. And again, it doesn't have any of those wonky things going on. So that is definitely one of the biggest mistakes. Okay. So You mentioned formatting, and you mentioned that one of the most common mistakes is actually the formatting of your resume. Now, so when we think about that, it sounds like formatting is one piece that we can focus on and optimize. Is there anything else that we should be thinking about in terms of how we create our resumes or what we put on our resumes that could really help us in regards to the ATS, not just in making sure that it's populated in there, but also like get us through it? Yes, absolutely. So one thing to understand about the ATS is that the ATS is not a human. A human can read the words training or presentation. Yeah, a human can read the word presentation and then understand different synonyms such as facilitation. And the ATS is not a human and often it is not optimized to search for synonyms. So in order to make sure not just that it's populated correctly, but that you actually get through, you really do have to tailor your resume with the key words of the job description. Now, I know that that sounds extremely tedious. One of the biggest job search mistakes I made was I would spend hours and hours and hours keyword optimizing a resume and you know, to make it match, you know, like I get that 80% match that, you know, some softwares you can, you can type in your resume and you can type in the job description and I would do it again and again until I got that 80% match. And then guess what? I remember doing that for one job and spent two nights doing that. And then by the time I woke up the next morning, I had already been rejected. (laughs) So Please don't spend your entire time keyword optimizing your resume for an ATS. Here is what you can do. So first, start with a full resume. And if you don't know what a full resume is, like I think of it as a master resume. Now, between you and me and our listeners, I think the word master is super racist. So I don't necessarily like to use it, which is why I'm saying start with a full resume. Write down everything that you have ever done in all of your jobs. And this is a document that is going to be internal to each user only. All right. And then within all of those accomplishment statements, all right, please don't tell me job descriptions. Please don't tell me responsibilities. Tell me what you accomplished. Now in those, all of those accomplishment statements, start separating it within job function. So for example, let's say that in all of your jobs, you have had some events and communications and marketing responsibilities, and you may have had some operation responsibilities. So go ahead and divide it. So you have a one section on your full resume for communications, one section under your resume for operations, one section on your resume for marketing. So then 
when you are thinking of applying to a job, you create a resume that is just specifically for marketing jobs. And so you look at relevant job descriptions, you identify your keywords, and you see, you make sure that your marketing resume has the keywords that marketing that marketing job descriptions have. Again, the mistake that people make is that they submit a resume that is not tailored to a specific job or a specific field. And especially, I know that you work with women of color, I do as well. We tend to overachieve. We tend to be extreme high achievers in the workplace, which means that the scope of our work can be so broad and so varied and it can feel so limiting. Like if you can have a job where you're doing five different functions and then it can feel so limiting to not include all that in your resume. But I promise you that brevity and being able to summarize and being able to match almost your your accomplishments to your desired role is the way to go. So to make sure that your resume gets through, have a tailored resume for each function you're applying to. You know, so maybe you're applying to marketing jobs, make sure you have a resume that is tailored to marketing. But I hear you already telling me, but I'm Carla, I'm multi-passionate. I have a lot of strengths. I'm open to a lot of things. Okay, fantastic. Have, I mean, you know, if, if you truly want to do that, then maybe have a second resume for events and communication, and then maybe have a third resume for operations. But what people unknowingly do is that they submit a resume that is really great for an operations role for a marketing role. And it's like, okay, well, why would someone who is looking for a marketer care if a really good, you know, operations director applies, it's not a fit. So job searching is about finding the right fit. And an ATS is a tool that companies use to help expedite that fit. Now, one more thing I want to touch on is I kept on saying accomplishment statements. Now I want to give you an example of one of my very, very first clients. We were reviewing her resume together and she had, I'm never going to forget, she had conducted and transcribed interviews. And so I talked to her about this and she told me that she would do research on local community leaders, coordinate with their offices, schedule time to interview, craft their story, publish it on the website. And multiple times that was picked up by the Miami Herald and by even some, you know, and the Miami Herald is our, our biggest publication here in South Florida. And More than once, it was published in other major publications throughout the country. And this person had conducted and transcribed interviews in her resume. Like, I was just so baffled at the gap between what she had in her resume and what she actually accomplished. So again, to summarize, make sure that you are targeting your role, your desired role to your resume. You're targeting your resume to your desired role and that the bullet points are accomplishment statements, not just the list of duties and responsibilities. I love that. There's so much meat here because when you were talking, you gave so many gems about the full resume, which I think is awesome because we do do a lot and we do accomplish a lot. So this full resume is making me think almost of you know, a place where you can put all of your accomplishments and achievements and even log it by category like marketing and operations so that when you do create those different styles of resumes, if you need them, it just becomes easier for you to pull and remember those experiences. But I have to clue in on two things that you mentioned. You said overachievers. (laughs) We are overachievers. And it is so true that we often, as women of color, are the ones that wear different hats because we're just bomb, A, we're bomb at what we do. But B, we do sometimes have this sort of complex of the workhorse. We get sort of categorized as the workhorse. And that can come from a variety of different things, prior beliefs. It can also come from imposter syndrome. But I want to just tag in here that uh, if that is you, we want you to make sure that you're setting boundaries and doing the right things. But also that overachiever sort of thing is so characteristic of so many of my clients. And then the second thing you mentioned is we do not 
celebrate our achievements enough. Like when you were talking about that bullet and this amazing woman who was picked up by the Miami Herald, you know, in her mind, she must not have thought that that was big enough to celebrate. I agree. And I think that she must have also thought, oh, that's just part of my job. Honey, writing the the, the interviews might have been part of your job, but the caliber at which she was performing was exceptional and deserved to be celebrated. Absolutely. 110%. So another message. So I'm hearing here, full resume, you know, really tailor your resume so that it gets through to the ATS system. Consider the formatting because you want to make sure that it makes it through the ATS system as well. But don't go bananas. <laughs> don't go bananas with that 80% rule. But I'm also hearing underlying, like really connect to your accomplishments, connect to those things that are great and make sure that they land in this dang resume. Yes, 100%. So Carla, I love this whole ATS system chat and I feel like anyone who's listening already has gotten so much valuable resource resources here and related to this system, but I want to talk about more. (laughs) So what are some other codes or systems that job seekers need to crack so that they can get their next job quicker besides just the ATS? You have to talk to people. That is the most important part of job searching. I would even say that finding a job is more about talking to people than it is about perpetually tweaking and optimizing your resume. You have to talk to people. You have to learn how to be comfortable using LinkedIn, be comfortable engaging in an authentic way with people who are like-minded or people who just seem interesting. So talking to people, whether that's in person or whether that is you know, online, that is so important. And that is how you land the job. I think that, you know, like I can describe and summarize, and this is actually something that I I teach in, in my own one-on-one coaching is that there are three steps to career success and three steps to actually reaching any career goal, including getting a job. The first one is believe in yourself because we need to get our mindset in order. The second one is show up for yourself. So whether that means going to a networking event, whether that means telling people you're looking for a job, whether that means sending a message to a hiring manager on LinkedIn, whether that means posting something that may feel vulnerable, showing up for yourself can take a lot of different ways. And it is so important that you learn to show up for yourself because you are your own best advocate. So you cannot have a champion, for example, in the workplace if they don't know what your goals are. Maybe the person who has an opening down the line and would be happy to have you on their team doesn't even think to reach out to you because they don't know you're open to that. You know, so showing up for yourself, talking to people, that is the biggest part of job searching, in my opinion. So yes, continue to apply. Don't just, you know, sit back, la la la, and expect a job to fall from the sky. But as you apply, remember that it is humans who make hiring decisions and it is humans that you need to be connecting with. Absolutely. Yes. Hallelujah. Holla back. I think it's so important for us to understand that, that, you know, so many of my clients, I, I personally think, and I would love your thoughts on this, Carla, I think that we hide behind our resume. I think that we do not like networking. We have thoughts on networking. We feel it's transactional. We don't like doing it, whatever those mindset blockers are. And I think because of that, we keep ourselves stuck in this resume ATS vibe and we use it almost kind of like a barrier and a wall towards doing the thing that we really truly know we need to do but are just too scared to do. I think we hide behind a resume. Oh, 100%. I mean, it is so easy to blame the ATS. Oh, you know, like my resume doesn't have the right school or it doesn't have the right company or maybe whatever story we can tell ourselves to hide behind our resume because that protects us from putting ourselves out there. That protects us from talking to people. That protects us from asking for help. You know, and like even if it's 
reaching out maybe to a career coach or maybe asking your friend or asking a mentor, hey, can you look at my resume? Can you just look at this with fresh eyes? It is so, so easy to hide behind a resume and to think that that is the only thing that we need to do in order to to get a job. But as I said, hiring decisions are made by humans. And if we want to advance in our careers, we need to be talking to other humans. We need to be comfortable talking about our accomplishments and our achievements. You mentioned earlier how how we all need to celebrate, you know, celebrate our client wins, you know, as, as coaches, but also as women of color in the workplace, celebrate what we accomplish. If we don't celebrate, we don't integrate. And then if we don't integrate, we may not know how to put that into our resume. So then it becomes a twofold problem. We are hiding behind our resume. And then the resume we're hiding behind isn't even an accurate representation of how amazing someone really is. Absolutely. Oh my gosh, you're giving a sermon right now. And I want to say too that then what we do or what I notice is that people try to find resume writers who can help boost their resume. But the problem is you're giving a resume writer a resume that doesn't even have the accomplishments on it that you really want to showcase. So it we're just stuck in this loop. <laughs> We're really just stuck in this loop. And I'm so happy that you're having this conversation about cracking the code because you've given so many gems about resumes. And I love this this thought about networking too, because if you are stuck in that loop of, oh my gosh, how do I showcase myself? How do I create accomplishments? How do I create these bullets? And you can't necessarily afford to go to a resume writer. Well, guess what? Networking can help you because you can start asking people in your network to check out your resume. Think about how you can showcase yourself better. You can be asking them questions about how they talk about their position and roles. I am a quitter and I want you to be one too. Join the Professional Quitters, my exclusive group coaching program and community for women of color job seekers who are ready to hand in their resignation letters, quit the careers, jobs, and companies that are not aligned with their goals and values, and start making up to 50% more in their new paycheck. I want to teach you the foundations of quitting, and it starts with that new job. Get more info on the Professional Quitters group coaching program by clicking the link in the show notes. It's going to feel damn good when you finally quit. So let's get you there. So networking fills so many different purposes in your job search, including learning how to market yourself. Oh, yes. And I want to key in on one thing that you said, asking people how they talk about their accomplishments. I bet you that took a lot of mindset work. That took a lot of work to get to that level of confidence and to be able to say, oh yeah, this is what I've done and this is what I bring to the table. Because there are so many layers that prevent women of color from speaking about themselves. And this is something that I've seen from my clients from all different backgrounds. And that is, oh, you know, like we valued humility. I was taught not to be boastful. I was taught to be a team player. And so what ends up happening is, you know, maybe in in job interviews, you know, someone's like, oh, tell me about your biggest accomplishments. Well, my team did blah, blah, blah. And then we did we, 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 we. And then the person who's asking the question still doesn't know how, (laughs) what your biggest accomplishment is. They know what the biggest accomplishment of that team was, but they have no idea what role you played. And it may feel like it is the quote unquote right thing to do that is aligned with your values of humility. But as I mentioned, it is one of the many layers that make it it's almost like a micro barrier for women of color to talk about themselves and their accomplishments. And if we're not comfortable marketing ourselves when we speak, we may not necessarily recognize that our resume is not a great representation of our accomplishments. And as you said, you know, resume writers, yeah, writing a resume is an art, 100%. I, you know, it's, it's, um, I'm here for it, you know, but 
speaking confidently about yourself is where it all begins, coming from a place of strength. And that is how you start building genuine connections because showing up for yourself may be asking other people on your team, hey, can you give me an example of maybe when you saw my strengths in action? Or hey, can you think of a time when I really helped the team? Or maybe even talking to, in whatever organization you are in, someone on the recruitment team. Like forget going out to other places and to network. Just talk to somebody in your company. And I do want to add this one disclaimer about networking and building relationships. You only have to network with people that you feel safe with. Because that is another really important part. If you don't feel safe with someone the conversation is going to be very superficial. You may not be willing to ask the questions that you want to ask. And with all, you know, like there's plenty of reasons why you may not feel safe with someone. Maybe you feel like if you reach out to someone, that's going to get back to your boss and you're going to get fired or all of these stories. And and 100%, it is okay to not feel safe with everyone. So don't, don't network with them, (laughs) you know, work with them, be polite, be cordial, but really leaning into your network. And it's so important. You know, it's it's not just this term networking, but it is about building your village. And last thing about this, which is also tied to resumes, is that asking for help is a strength. There is this myth of hyper-individualism that you're supposed to be able to do everything on your own, but that is not how most of human history has existed. We have existed in groups, in communities, where people's different strengths have played to each other. I started our conversation today sharing how people always came to me for career advice, resume advice, grad school advice. I have read so many resumes and personal statements and cover letters even before I ever started my coaching business. And guess what? I was happy to do that because there were people who I cared about. There are already people in your network who care about you and who would be willing to support you in this way. I love that. All the tips that you gave were amazing. And I'm particularly keying into safety around networking because I remember people always telling me network, 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 but I didn't feel safe networking with people in my particular job, in my environment. I felt like I had to go outside of that environment to find people who were going through similar situations as me being in a toxic workplace and and to be frank, who looked like me. So I like how you're talking about do it in the way that feels safe to you and do it in the way that feels good to you and do it because it is so valuable and important. So thank you so much for bringing up the word safety as it pertains to networking because I don't think that we talk about safety and networking enough and how triggering networking can be for women of color who have been in toxic workplaces or even have undergone particular situations in the workplace. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for for reiterating that. So I have to really talk about <laughs> I'm I'm giggling because ChatGPT is like I don't know, something out of a miracle. Um, I did not know about ChatGPT until very recently when some of my coach friends were like, wait up, you like write all of your marketing emails from scratch? Like, why are you not using ChatGPT? And I was like, what is ChatGPT? And so I went on it and I asked ChatGPT to write me a marketing email. I don't even remember what the topic was. And in seconds... Boom. I get email sequences and series and I nearly fell off my chair. So ChatGPT is getting a lot of a lot of just like interest right now. People are using it a lot. And I've been seeing so many articles coming out about how people are also using it in their job search and even to write resumes. So since we're talking about cracking the code, I really want to talk about systems that are emerging and even emerging technologies that may change the shape of how we are job searching. So can you talk to me a little bit about ChatGPT? Are your clients using it? Do you know of people who are using it in their job search? And how does it work in terms of job searching? The first thing I want to say is that I am very proudly a late adopter. Whenever there is new technology, there is always a bell curve. 
early adopters, early followers, mainstream, late adopters. I'm someone who didn't get in an Uber until 2018. So <laughs> very, uh, so in terms of most emergency, Carla, <laughs> I know. I, I mean, but I live in Miami. <laughs> I drive everywhere. <laughs> yes. So, so that is my disclaimer, but I am also at the forefront of all things career trends. So I have seen Chap GPT be extremely helpful in the resume component and even the interview prep component because you, you can put in your entire resume, hey, and, and ask the question like, what job can I apply to? And then just type in your resume and then it'll spit out all of the job roles and potential titles that you could be well suited to based on your resume as how, you know, like on how it is already. So that's one way. I've also seen, you know, chat GPT be used to write cover letters. I am personally not a, a fan of cover letters, but that's another story. Even saying like, can you optimize my resume or, Hey, you know, like I'm having a job interview, like help me prepare for a job interview for XYZ role. And then it can spit out different practice interview questions. So all of these, I mean, this is a tool that is making it more efficient and that it is leveraging so much more data than I could even possibly imagine because, and I, you know, as someone who is kind of up to date on emerging trends and emerging roles and what industries are creating new jobs, what industries are shrinking, there's no way that one person can have more information than an artificial intelligence tool. So definitely leveraging it is one way to make it easier if you're particularly at the exploratory stage, because so many people live in this space of, I don't know what to do, or I'm trying to switch industries, but I've spent my entire career in education, or I've spent my entire career in the nonprofit. And so leveraging it, and you know, it really does help you crack the code on what other job opportunities there are for someone with your skill set. I love that. That's actually a new way to use it that I didn't even think about. That What a great concept because we always have clients who are kind of saying like, I don't really like what I'm doing now, but I want to transfer my skills to something else. And I'm not 100% sure what that something else is. And we go through a lot of exercises, which I still think are incredibly valuable, even with ChatGPT. We go through a lot of reflection exercises to really key into that. But how cool would it also be to utilize this just to give you ideas and concepts about where your skills can transfer to? So I'm a full supporter of ChatGPT. GPT. I would not use it fully in terms of like just copying and pasting things, but I think it's really helpful for us to get a base of where to start. Yes, I definitely see it as a springboard because I it definitely sounds like a robot talking back to me. <laughs> like the even even the most quote unquote human prose. I still wouldn't necessarily copy paste that. I would use it as a springboard and, you know, adding your own personal voice to whatever it is that you are doing is really important. And this is how you can leverage a technology and your unique strengths rather than just solely relying on a technology that it, it may not get you as far as when you do both the technology and your unique human strengths. Absolutely. I love that. I love how you talked about springboard. I think that is absolutely fabulous because it can like spring you into some good thoughts. So yeah, I'm all for it. I definitely think that we should be using it. And in fact, I talked to ChatGPT really nicely. I'm like, thank you so much for that. You did an awesome job today. <laughs> so yeah, ChatGPT is pretty dope. So I want to lastly kind of think about, you know, the job search really has changed over the last few years. And I think LinkedIn is a part of that change, just kind of giving us the capacity to network with people around the world and seeing job postings, seeing who posts jobs. There's so many things that have changed in the job search. And I'm curious to know, what do you think is the future of the job search? What else do you think is going to change based off of what you're seeing now and the trends you're seeing and are there other codes in the future that you think might be created that we're going to have to figure out how to crack? 
Ooh, what an exciting question. So first here is the one that's not going to change. You're still going to need to talk to humans. So no matter what new codes are coming, just want to remind everyone, always talk to a human. But I really think that as we look into the future, we really have to be open to to leveraging technology, whatever shape it takes. I mean, the first person who used an Excel sheet rather than pen and paper probably faced some backlash. I mean, and you know, we in the past 25 years, technology has done, I don't know even what the saying is, but it has, it has been light years of transformation have happened in the last two decades. And as we progress, that change is happening faster. So what the job search is going to look like in the future, I am not sure. I don't necessarily think that that the ATS is going anywhere. So I think that we definitely still have to remember that the ATS is going to be there, but it's going to be in a new way. I can tell you some of what I've seen is has been that blind or that double blind hiring where a system, you know, where an ATS, rather than asking you to submit your resume, it starts out by doing a skill assessment and then it kind of removes the bias from the hiring process. I really, really hope that there is a future in which tools like that and emerging technology that helps really assess your skills for the job rather than who has the best resume, who has the best school or firmer employer, but it really does focus on skills-based hiring. So I think that leveraging technologies that create more equitable job search practices, I sincerely hope that that is the future because we know that there are so many micro barriers to the way that the job hiring works. So definitely those technologies already are there and leaning into them and being open to them. And maybe I have to change the story in my head that I'm very proudly a late adopter. Maybe I need to start saying that, yes, I am ready and I am excited to leverage these emerging technologies and to be open to what the future of job searching would look like. I love that. Yeah. The skill-based hiring, I think, is such an equitable way to look at it. And thinking about equitable, you know, I have to say that I think that what might be changing in terms of the job search is more showing yourself and more video. And I'm even seeing people starting to creep into video cover letters And videos that go along with their submission. So using things like Loom to create a video cover letter that goes along with your submission. And people are also posting on LinkedIn that they are open to work, not just putting the little banner around their face, but like really posting about what their skills are, what they're looking for, and creating these calls to action that LinkedIn is now picking up and the community is now picking up and providing assistance for individuals. And this is making me think about the equitable practices of is utilizing video helpful or harmful to certain groups or certain individuals. So we may need to discuss that a little bit more in a future podcast episode for sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. (laughs) There's definitely a lot to be said about how these technologies can be such powerful tools for equity or to perpetuate things that we'd rather move away from. But again, like I really think that the future is in our hands. As we see trends, it is okay to leverage them. Like it is okay. And, and that, you know, posting, hey, I'm open to work and adding that call to action, that is part of showing up for yourself. That is part of advocating for yourself. So no matter what technologies come up, being willing to show up for yourself is still going to be what helps you reach your next career goal. Absolutely. Always show up for you and feel confident in your value and your capabilities. I love this conversation, Carla, and I always like to end with this question. So we talk a lot about your next career move. We talk a lot about beliefs. We talk a lot about confidence. But I don't know about you. When I started my career, I wasn't necessarily the most confident. And I had no freaking idea how to make this career thing work. So if you could look back at the younger career version of you, 
What advice would you give to her? Ooh, that's a fun question. Um, (laughs) I think that the main advice that I would give is you don't have to have everything figured out. You can just figure out the next step that feels right. And just having that trust in yourself that figuring things out one step at a time is enough. You don't have to have a 30-year plan. Somebody once told me to have a 30-year plan and that sent me into a panic. (laughs) Just you can figure out the next step that feels right and, and that's enough. And one step at a time, you will build an amazing career and an amazing life that you are proud of. Okay, that's great advice. But I also want to say 30 years, I don't even know what I'm doing with myself in 30 days. (laughs) Right? I mean, I really, at the time, I also wanted to be Secretary of State. So maybe politicians do need to plan for 30 years, but it was not for me. Yeah, yeah. I I totally agree with that one. (laughs) But I love your career advice. And Carla, I love everything that you dropped on this episode. So much value in so many different spaces too, which is amazing. So tell us, how can the listeners follow you? How can they get in contact with you? How can they work with you? Yes. Thank you. So folks who are listening, wherever platform you are listening on, you can just search for my podcast. It's called The First Gen Coach, and it's a career and lifestyle podcast for first-generation professionals. You can also follow me on Instagram at Carla, the first gen coach. Click on the link on my bio, and that is where I have a free resume template that is optimized for the ATS, and I put so much thought and I poured so much of my heart. This I remember... When I created this, people charge for resume templates, but I felt so called to give this away for free to try to add some equity to the job search process. So that's in the link on my bio. And that's also where folks can find the link to book a discovery call. And we can talk about your goals and we can talk about whether or not working together one-on-one is a good fit for both of us. I love it. All of the links to everything Carla mentioned is going to be in the show notes Definitely check out her amazing podcast. And hello, free resume template. Y'all better get over there and get that template because we all need it. So thank you so much, Carla, for this amazing time that we've spent together. You really dropped so many gems for the listeners and also made me think a lot about cracking the code and how we can definitely do it better in our job search. So I just want to say thank you for your presence. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. Well, thank you everyone for listening. Definitely check out the show notes to get all the details on Carla, how to follow her, how to get her resume template. And I have to say, until next time, get in front of some damn humans. All right, y'all. See ya. That's all for today's show. Now that you know what you know, it's your move. So girl, get out there and make it. And if you have suggestions for topics you'd like me to talk about in the next episode, perhaps something that might help you get unstuck, then let me know by sending a DM on our Instagram page, at Her Next Career Move. Don't forget to leave us a rating. And subscribe to the show to support our movement to flood the work world with dope women of color, ready to take it over.